0: Consider these statistics on verses about money in the Bible. 16 out of 38 of Jesus' parables deal with money and possessions. Nearly 25% of the words Jesus spoke in the New Testament deal with biblical stewardship, and 1 out of 10 verses in the Gospels deal with money. Today, Dave is briefly going to share 5 verses about money. Next week, we have another 5 for you. I think you will see that they are just as relatable today as they were back then, thousands of years ago.
1: Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level.
0: On today's podcast, Dave's not going to preach, but the Bible does have a lot of valuable resources. That's why we share a lot of verses at the end of each episode. And he's going to relate five different verses on how you can be wise with your money.
1: Well, hello, podcast friends. Thanks for joining me and Nate. I appreciate that. First, I want to share right off the top that I am a Christian, and some of you probably know that already. But if you are as well, many of these verses may be familiar to you. However, even if you are not, I think you will find them incredibly relatable even today. These are timeless statements from the Bible that I believe will help you to win with money, regardless of where you are spiritually. I think you will see that these verses from over thousands of years are just as relevant today as when they were written. Personally, I don't like being preached at, and I doubt you do either. So my goal today is not to do that with you. I will simply share the verse and give you my take. My goal today is is that you will take just one out of the five and then next week, one out of that five that makes sense to you in your financial journey so that you can win with money. All right, the first one of the five is Proverbs 13, 11. It says, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Now, some of these verses, a lot of them are Proverbs, which are right in the middle of the Bible. You kind of have to think it through a little bit, but If you get the big picture, you're going to realize that they really are timeless and they apply or they can apply to your own lives. So wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. For me, I think of the get-rich-quick themes. Honestly, there are no such things as a get-rich-quick way to create wealth, at least not for us mere mortals. Sure, there are those rare lottery winners and recently we just had a big winner. And there are a few that inherit their money and we call them trust fund babies. But those are extremely small exceptions and not the rule. My advice, if you see someone trying to get you into this guaranteed winning money strategy, be it multi-level marketing or a sure stock that they just know is gonna go up or some other too good to be true way to create wealth, Don't just stand there and talk with them. Run. They are not looking out for your own best interest. That slow but steady plan that Nate and I have been sharing with you will be your ticket to win with money. It may not be the most exciting thing you've heard today. It is a proven winner in the world of personal finance.
0: Yeah, and actually, while you were saying this, it reminded me of the recent crypto phenomenon. Yes. And it still might go up and maybe Bitcoin will go up high, but it's half of what it was a year or two ago or whatever it was. And I actually had a friend one time, he told me he was so excited. He was buying land, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't even buying land in outside world. He was buying land in the inside virtual world. Oh, gosh. And I thought that is... (laughs) One of the dumbest things ever. Here he was spending thousands of dollars on this virtual land to put up a property in the virtual world. Wow. Anyways, all that to say, didn't work out too well for him. Maybe some of these things have value, but when everyone was shouting crypto or like Dave was saying, this stock's definitely going up, there's no get rich quick scheme. Yeah.
1: There is always going to be exceptions. And those are the ones you read about it in the news. You read about so and so made 10 times what. Everybody else made that year. Well good for him. But that's not the real world. Don't go there. And hopefully for you that are been around a little bit, you know, there's going to be people trying to sell you something to get you hooked because to make that get rich quick system work. But honestly, it doesn't work. Don't go there. All right. The next one is Proverbs 21, verse 20. It says, precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. I'm guessing we can all relate to this one, right? We all know a successful person or family, someone who is a grandparent type that has done well in business. They are the ones you want to sit with and ask lots of questions about how they did that. And I wanted to just share real quickly the one that I can think of that really had an impact on me. And when I was uh, right out of college, I moved out to Oregon and I lived there. I ended up living there 20 years. But when I was first there, I was single. I hadn't met my wife yet. And I had a cousin living in Oregon as well. And he had a lumber business, a really neat cousin. I still love him today. We're still really good friends and family, of course. Well, anyway, because I was single, I didn't know too many people. He had this special friend up in north of Portland that would invite him every year to a Christmas party because Bob knew that I was by myself. He asked that guy and they said, sure. So I went with Bob and his wife, Donna, to his friend's Christmas party, and it was like from another planet. I mean, you drove up to his house, it was a windy road, and the first curve was one of his daughters, and then you go a few more curves, there was the home for his second daughter. Then you get to his big house, and he had a farm, and he had all this land and animals. And I mean, I was blown away. I was 22 years old, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I go into the house, and it's just marvelous. It's huge, and it was striking. But what was interesting to me, honestly, by the end of the day, was I got to meet the mom and the dad, or the husband and wife, and they were in their 70s at the time. And I remember the best thing of all was sitting in, I get back up because this is so cool, but in the living room, they had all their little grandchildren in, and maybe the six or eight of them, and their sunken living room, they literally had the floor stacked with probably 12 inches of Christmas gifts. It was packed. It was at least 100, maybe 200. And then they had a Santa Claus come and give out candy canes and all that. But anyway, beyond all that, I found out that this guy was really a genuinely good guy. And we were sitting in his den, just this little small room, and I asked him his story. And that's one of my favorite things to do. And he shared that he and his brother started a trucking company right after World War II. And it turned out to be a very successful trucking company in the Portland area. So he went in a little depth and talked about that. But what was cool too was he asked me about me and what my future thoughts were. Again, I was a young kid just getting started, but he was so kind and so interested in me that it had a big impression on me and my future. So that's the kind of guy you want to get to know, that somebody you can genuinely learn from. And he wasn't arrogant. He was just a successful businessman.
0: Yeah, a lot of wisdom can just come by just asking questions. Yeah.
1: And I would bet everybody, if they don't have one now, they will have one at some point in their life that's like that, a very successful person that's humble. Get to know that person. Ask questions. You're going to learn a lot. The next verse that I'm going to share is Proverbs 22, verse 7. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Gosh, that is so on point. What I take away from this verse is to stay away from debt. And if you are in debt, decide today to get out as fast as you can and stay out. We have talked about debt and getting out of debt in prior podcasts. You can listen to those. And I hope you agree with me that debt is not a way to win with money. With the one exception of a home loan, everything I read and from my personal experience says to get out and stay out of debt. That means no loans, no credit card debt that you carry over from month to month. It might mean also that you drive a beater car for a few years while you put a certain amount of money every month into your savings account for your next newer car. That way, you will never make car payments, but will make payments to yourself into your savings account until you have enough money to buy your next car for cash, and then begin the savings process again. I'm telling you from first-hand experience, doing this one thing will transform your life.
0: Yeah, unless you're the government and you can just print unlimited amounts of money, unfortunately, debt will catch up to you. The interest just goes up and up, and it's just not a way to live, knowing that you owe somebody else money for your car or whatever it is, or the things that you purchased on layaway.
1: Yeah, so I think some of you are probably listening saying, well, Dave, yeah, that's good for you, but I have a car payment. There's no way that I could ever get away from having a car payment, because I know people that are my age that still have car payments. But I'm telling you the truth, if you make it a priority, buy that beater. Maybe you have to step down one time, sell that $30,000 car and buy a $5,000 car and use that for four or five years and save that monthly payment that you would have paid for that $30,000 car, put it in the bank. And then at the end of the four or five years, then use that money and buy the second car and then start that savings process again. In that way you have just won with money. Okay? All right, the next one is Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not lay up for yourself treasures in, on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay, this one is kind of preachy. Sorry about that. But for those of you who are Christ followers, this will hit home. As you've heard before, you can't take it with you, right? The point from this is don't let money be your God. Sure, money gives you options in life, and I fully recommend that you learn about money, how it works, and to get it to work for you. Just don't let that one thing of building wealth take over your life. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Make sense? The last one for today that we're going to discuss is Luke 14, verse 28. That's in the New Testament. and It says, For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Have you ever driven through town and come across a half completed building? I say that because just yesterday, as I was driving to Nashville to get my hair cut, I saw one. I was on a road that I use infrequently, and I saw a half built commercial building. It has the roof on, it has siding and it even has the concrete foundation, but there were no windows, there's no finished parking area, and there were no people. And I remember seeing that same building last year in the same condition. Weeds are now growing everywhere. What a shame to think that that owner didn't plan ahead and count the cost before he or she started this project. So, Those are five verses that I hope some of you got a chance to listen to it with a different ear, because some of it were written from a different time, right? But it's very relatable, in my opinion, because we have these same problems today. And so we're going to end today with those five verses, and then we will wrap it up with the next podcast.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. And Again, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you read the Bible or not, all five of these verses, they all could be applied to your life. And we're grateful you shared those, Dave. That's going to wrap up today's episode. On the next week, Dave's going to share five more verses. And as always, they will be relatable and there will be stories along the way. But thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, we'd love it if you left us a rating or review on your podcast app of choice. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can just click on Save Like Dave and leave us a rating or review, and that will help us out tremendously. So that's all for today, and we will see you next week.